0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Dan Draper podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again. And today's episode is going to be a solo one. Just uh, it's been a while since I've done one, so I thought I'd uh, I'd jump on and do that. So um, first of all, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who made my birthday yesterday, the twenty second of June, an unbelievable experience. Lockdown or not, you know, I feel so so privileged um that so many people were reaching out and sent the cards i'm looking around the living room now and the amount of confetti and balloons and cards that are around here you know i'm really feeling the love so thank you guys so much i had the most incredible day um and thank you again all for your your kind messages as well um in today's episode i wanted to talk about um my sort of experiences with mental health and well-being with music Um, and also exercise as well. I think they're two really key topics. Um, So before we jump into that, you can find me on Instagram at the Dan Draper podcast. You can find me on Twitter at D Draper podcast and also Facebook, the Dan Draper podcast. And as you know by now, you can also find me on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you need me. So uh, without any further ado, let's uh, jump in. So yeah, for me, I wanted to talk today about music in uh, in mental health and well-being. Um, I've always been a musician since I was a, a kid. Um, I started playing drums when I was about sort of 10 years old, um, and I was finding my voice at a sort of similar time as well. So for me, music's always been a massively key part of my life, whether it was uh, growing up with my dad being such an incredible guitarist, you know, and he'd played in some of the most incredible bands that I'd sort of seen at a young age and I was like oh that's my dad you know. Um, To my granddad, to my granddad being a piano player you know we've always had a strong sort of musical root in our uh, in our family which has really grounded me for a lot of my life and I think that if I wasn't a musician again as I said pl- uh, being a drummer or, or a singer I would have tried to find something else creative to do. Um, but I think that that's really sort of kept me uh, definitely on the straight and narrow with a lot of it. I mean, for me, um, as a drummer, I, I started off playing uh, in, in school. Um, and when I was in sort of senior school, I was playing all like these smaller shows, um, you know, in front of your, your peers and, and uh, your fellow sort of students in uh, in school. And it was amazing. I mean, you'd ha- obviously have the odd one or two saying, "Oh, get off the stage," but you know, <laughs> generally, it was really good. And uh, you know, I think for me, with with those types of uh, with those types of gigs, you built yourself up so much to them. I mean, even now when I when I'm gigging, I mean, I haven't done music for a while yet, and I'm I'm still trying to you know kind of get back into that side of it. But the build up to the gig is one of the most terrifying feelings that you'll ever have because you've got so many emotions that are running around your head. You're really excited to get on stage and be like, right, I'm going to smash this, you know, I've I've got this, all these people are here to see me, but you're just the bottom of the list of the gigs. So. <laughs> or you're playing to about five people in a, in a dark and dingy pub. But for me, when I was going through those uh, those types of gigs, it was it was what built me into, you know, where I would get to with music after that. But as I said, with all these emotions that would come through, you know, being absolutely terrified of getting on stage, then the thrill of being on stage and then after com- coming off stage, you know, you had all of these weird emotions that were going through, through your head. And I remember even as I was growing up, I'd still have that sense of, nervousness and I would still have that sense of oh my god I'm going to get on stage I'm going to perform to the to to so many people and it was the biggest rush that I could ever ask for I mean I've done skydives I've done loads of crazy stuff um when I was traveling but for me the thrill of a gig every time that I'm able to get on stage is just incredible and I would if you're a musician then you would know if you're not a musician then you know it's definitely you know if you've got another art form that you're in whether it's spoken word or whether you're an artist or even just something that you wanted to to kind of try I'd definitely just say just put yourself out there and and just try it I mean it's honestly the biggest rush um that, that you can have from there and I think that when I was on these uh different stages whether it was like I said the dark and dingy pubs or playing uh, the larger music venues, every single time I would just get just as nervous and my head would go. But then you get, as I said, you get on stage and you just have a job to do. You're part of a band, you're part of a team, um, for me as the drummer although a lot of musicians don't call us musicians <laughs> we, uh, we you know we're we're part of the backbone of, of the beat that comes through and we need to we need to make sure that that's right we need to we keep the time of the of the music that's coming through as well so I think that it's hugely important that when you're when you're on stage you do it and you you do it right and you have to kind of let go of those those feelings and that for me was the biggest release and that's where um in a lot of ways my um sort of mentality had to to change because it went from like I said that nervousness to right let's get it done now and then I would play a really good gig some of them weren't as great I won't you know I won't sugarcoat that but yeah some of them I was really proud of one of one of which was uh I was in a band previously with one of my um one of my friends who I used to work with in the bank and we were playing uh, a local music venue called uh, in Harlow called The Square which unfortunately is now gone um uh, but I'll be talking a lot about more about The Square with one of my guests that's going to be coming up soon um but we play I played there since uh, since I was a kid really I was doing a lot of uh, youth project stuff there I was looking at uh, you know doing mentorships and everything that was there but with this particular band Um, I I actually was very luckily um, able to support George Ezra Um, and that was an amazing feeling. This was as George Ezra was coming up, he was uh, going into Glastonbury a couple of weeks after we supported him. And for me, I just went, what is happening? Like like, As I said, playing the, the pubs to about five people or playing a packed up pub, something like that, to then be supporting George Ezra was crazy. And especially in my hometown venue where, I, as I said, I've been playing for years since I was a kid. I'd watched so many incredible bands there. Um, it was a real big thing for me. And then that then sort of escalated uh, with other other different bands as well that I was then playing the, uh, the Harlow Town Park show. Um, and that would be anywhere to sort of up to 2000 people, something like that um and then as a part of the youth community project um i was playing you know the, the local uh, theater there the harlow playhouse unbelievable the, as i said the the thrill that you get um from playing these venues were was incredible and i would never ever change it and i can't wait to get back into that space um again where i'm able to to perform to to all of these people, but I think the other side of music if you're not um if you're not somebody who's musically inclined whether that's you know as a singer or if you don't play any instruments you know there's other ways that you're able to to push that forward as well you know as I said earlier, whether it's painting spoken word other artistries there's so many other different things that you're able to do. But the other side of it for me as well is actually listening to music. Um, As I said, because I've been a musician, I listen to all different types of music, whether it's from, you know, heavy rock to uh, soulful jazz or, you know, 90s pop to disco, you know, those types of things. What my personal favourite genre of music is Motown. I absolutely love it. It is genuinely... Some of the best music that's ever been created, and um, yeah, it's it's paved the way for a lot of the music that's in the charts at the minute. But I think for me, when it comes to songs, there's certain songs that will have certain trigger points for people, and I'm you know 99% sure that there will be a song. That will remind you of someone, whether it was a breakup song, whether it was something to get you pumped in the gym, whether it was something that reminds you of someone who's unfortunately passed away. I mean, for me, I some songs that in particular might. So as I mentioned in the, you know, in earlier in the episode. My granddad uh, was an avid piano player and he loved different types of music. He would be listening to Motown, he'd be listening to Celine Dion and Barbara Streisand, he would be all over different genres. But when we would sit down at the piano when I used to go over to his house, one of the uh, first songs that I ever learned was actually um, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On from the Titanic. And even now, as uh, you know, just turned 30, the muscle memory of me playing that. Is uh, is always going to be reminiscent, and every time that I hear it, will be reminiscent of me sitting in my granddad's at nan and granddad's bungalow, playing that song. Um, and the amount of times that it would then be okay. Well, I learned that song after going fishing with granddad, or going to feed the ducks as a kid, or things like that. And it brings back all these memories. And I think for me, music has such a powerful way of storing memories I mean there's been studies that have got, um, been done now to do with Alzheimer's where um, it, and dementia that if the if the person who's been affected by those horrible diseases um, if they listen to music from back uh, when they were in their sort of childhood or you know a time in their life that they then recognize a lot more around there than actually what around that time than what would have been you know, more up to date as such, if you like. So whether it was older photos or the music from back then, it's actually kind of gives a a bit of a memory jog then. And I think that that's really key for a lot of people um, that, you know, if you were, if you did have have those stored memories, but one song can actually just kind of bring those out, then that's that's hugely impactful. I know that when I listen to sort of um, any classical music now, whether that's uh, on holiday, uh, you know, in somewhere like Spain or whatever it is. Anytime that I hear it, I think of my dad, my dad's an incredible guitarist. He always has been. Um, and he, he he transitioned sort of from, he, he's always been interested in sort of acoustics and Spanish, uh, but he really transitioned when I was kind of a kid and he'd bring me down and say, oh, Daniel, listen to this, listen to this. And I would, uh, I would go down, listen to him play and then I'd be on holiday Ten sort of ten twenty years later, and we'd be in a bar in Spain or or somewhere around the world, and you hear these these songs. And I went, oh, that's the one my dad did. <laughs> the most most memorable one was uh, was actually my dad played uh, one of the songs out of Riverdance, <laughs> and it was I'd never seen well I thought smoke was going to come off my dad's fingers like it was so quick but it was amazing and time that I hear that now I think about the times when I was a kid that I would sneak downstairs when I'm supposed to be going to to bed for school the next morning and I'd come downstairs and I'd listen to my dad play and I'd be like yeah that's amazing that's so good um but then also the other side of that is, um, you know, as I grew older, um, me and my sister got a lot closer um, because of music. We'd always been very close anyway, but we found a, a, a mutual love for uh, rock music. And we, we, you know, my sister got me into a band called Muse and Muse are probably one of the biggest bands on the planet Um but we, we went to see them at Wembley Stadium twice. Um, I've then seen them a, a quite a few times since. Um, we we went to different festivals, back at V Festival, when it was back in the day. We went for quite a few years in a row. And that, w- that was incredible. And any time that I hear a certain song, I think Knights uh, of Sidonia" by Muse, I always think of my sister because we were standing there, V 2008. You know, it was absolutely lashing down with rain. But we were loving life. We could not be any happier. And I think the the joy of a festival um, that would come through, and the people that you're spending it with. Again, going back to the trigger inside of it with the songs. If you're able to um, have those kinds of memories, if you're lucky enough to have those memories with with people, and it may not be at a festival. It may be that you've you know had a great time uh, down the pub with someone, or you may be able to do you know something different. But for me, any time that I hear these songs, it always takes me back to something that was so so incredible. But then again, there's the, there's the other side of it as well, and you've got, you know, songs. There's one particular song that I uh, I won't divulge, um, but that I can't listen to it um, because it brings my my anxiety levels absolutely through the roof, and it was in a, a really bad space in my life, um, and yeah ev even now i've I've heard it a couple of times since uh and and had to sort of you know exit the room or whatever it may be but yeah i I think that there's so much so much power in music that is linked to uh you know memories and you know for your own mental health and and things like that that it's it's such a it's such an important thing that may you may not have thought of before but yeah just when you're when you're listening to songs now um and you you know you hear something come through on the radio or on Spotify wherever you get your music from um just just think about oh yeah i remember that song because that was the time that i was in the pub in the summer and you know england were doing well in the in the world cup and you know those those kinds of memories uh just just have a think about those when you hear those trigger songs and and you know if you can try and focus on the focus on the positive side of it um but if they are sad songs to you then you know have that time as well i i think that that's massively crucial in the second part of this episode i wanted to talk about um exercise and how that has been so beneficial for me for uh, for for my mental health and well-being um i have always tried to keep myself relatively fit i mean don't get me wrong i do love uh, do love a drink as well sometimes and uh, and and some occasional more than occasional junk food but um but i think that when it comes down to exercise, the anything that you do, whether it's football, rugby, tennis, badminton, you know, netball, whatever it may be, though any sport that you're able to do, even if it's that you're just going for a run, that that running is probably one of the best ways to clear your head, um, because it's just you, the open road or the field, and you've got your music if you need it, if not, and you know you're setting yourself personal goals with that. So I think that for me personally. Exercise has been a huge way forward for me um in in terms of you know keeping keeping my mental health in the right in the right lane if you like and you know the, uh, going, referencing back to the music um there's been certain songs uh, that I've had on in the gym, and it's given me that extra boost, whether it's you know something that's you know some real hardcore drum and bass or you know some like heavier music like a bit of heavy rock or some some like rap or hip-hop something like that it really it's something that, that you're in the weight section you think yeah I've got this I've got this extra 20% in me to you know even just a feel good running tunes that you can do you stand on your treadmill or you're out and uh, out and about running in the park and you've got that motivational music as well um that comes with that I think that That's a that's a huge thing for me, and that's uh, you know I saw a lot of changes come through in my mental state when uh, when when I was training. You know, you could obviously see that there were physical aspects that were coming through. Um, You know, I was able. Don't don't get me wrong, didn't have a six pack, but (laughs) but you know, I was it was coming through really well, and I think for me that when the 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 endorphins of the training and pushing yourself and being able to go through all of these different, you know, sort of scenarios of what, you know, what you were able to do and achieve and setting new personal bests and new goals and being able to do an extra ten kilos on your squats or, or, or whatever it may be. That was that was something that was really key for me. Um as I've mentioned in a previous episode, I signed up to Joe Wicks's ninety day plan um and for me i've i don't think i've been as mentally strong as what i have been now since doing the plan um don't get me wrong i have fallen off the wagon a little bit in lockdown apologies um but yeah i think that i've never been as mentally strong to to do this podcast than having the get up and go um of of the exercise that i'm doing and the good food that i'm putting in my body a lot of the time Um, and everything with that so I think the exercise for me has been a huge huge help um, in in my mental health you know if you've been through a bit of a shit situation like I had been previously my release was going to the gym and it was going to uh, straight up to the you know the punch bags in the boxing area and that's when I got back into my boxing I was really um really keen to keen to get that going again um and I had a good couple of friends that were around me that were you know had done boxing previously and uh were training me and I was thinking of possibly doing you know like one of the uh the charity fights or whatever it may be but um yeah I think that for me where I was getting out all of that anger and emotion and you know pain a lot of the time that was coming through with that it, it again like I referenced earlier the the physical results were great but I think for me it was more the mental um getting rid of those mental struggles and just leaving everything on the floor leaving everything in the ring if you were training um that really made a lot of the difference to to how I approached a lot of different um you know different aspects of my life whether it was at that time it was applying for jobs and if you didn't get one then it was oh it's okay that's fine but then when you got about six or seven you're like okay great I need to go to the gym now it's giving me motivation um, you know and I think that I think that for me when I when I was doing these types of trainings and I, w- I was moving forward as you'll notice when you see the professionals you'll see the professional boxers like Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury those types of people not only is it um is it just the physical aspect that they're looking at but they have to be trained a lot mentally and there's a lot of regimented uh things that they need to do to keep their mind clear as well so I think for me uh as I said exercise has been a huge huge um positive on my life um you know there there is obviously more that I can do with that and it's uh, you know putting in more time and effort into it which I'm definitely now looking to do especially as a the fact that I look at a piece of cake now and it just adds on about four pounds (laughs) but I've got a really exciting guest that's going to be coming up soon um, who's been personal training for years and actually uh, runs his own podcast um, as well so we'll be discussing that more when it when it comes in but uh, that one I'm really excited for you guys to hear uh, because we'll be talking about the the endorphins and the hormone levels and everything that comes through with doing, uh, doing these types of different trainings so yeah, really looking forward to that one. But I think for me when it comes to things like exercise, I think it's for me it's being happy in my own skin. Um I mean, you know that we all want to look like Chris Hemsworth in the Avengers and you know anybody who who says they don't is probably lying. But <laughs> you know, we for me I just want to be I just want to be happy in my own skin, um which I am um but obviously as i as i've said before there's there's more improvements that you can make and you can make yourself happier by that it doesn't need to be that you have to have a six pack you can have a bit of a you know a bit of a beer belly or or whatever it may be um, and you can still be fit and healthy and happy so it doesn't necessarily need to be that you have to be this big ripped kind of person. And I'm I'm okay with that because I know that a lot of it comes down to genetics, and a lot I know a lot of it comes down to um, how much time and dedication you can put into that. So as long as you're keeping healthy, I think that's where my mindset kind of is now. As long as I'm keeping healthy and I'm eating, you know, relatively good food that's coming in, yeah, all right, I would love to look like bloody Thor or whatever it is, but I know that I, I know that that's not going to happen without some serious work and and dedication. Um, to that with all these you know massive personal trainers and you put x amount of hours in a day to do that because that's what they get paid to do but um yeah I think for me I'm just I'm just happy in in the more mental um, aspect of it and how that focus and that drive and that pushing myself has been able to do that. I mean, I'm doing um, a challenge at the moment, which is a 25-day challenge where you're doing 25 press-ups for 25 days and you nominate 25 people. And it's all in aid of anxiety awareness, uh, PTSD awareness, um, and also mental health as well. And I'm hugely um proud to have been nominated for that not only because of the podcast but because I've um I've I've done one of these challenges previously and it's it's the 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 sense that you're actually doing something to release the stigma around all these things and I know that it's still going to take time for uh, especially with a lot of guys um to to have that stigma go away of mental health um but yeah I'm hugely hugely proud of of this and it's you know the physical results will be coming through um but it's this more it, it is genuinely more the mental side of it that I'm more looking forward to and as I said breaking that stigma that's the bit that I'm really looking forward to Thank you so much for joining me today, guys. Um, I really do appreciate you tuning in again. Uh, I've got so much more that's coming up again soon. Uh, So keep your eyes out. I've got some really interesting uh, interviews coming up soon. So uh, thank you so much for joining again. Uh, Again, thank you so much for all your um, lovely messages for my birthday yesterday. And um, as I said at the beginning of the show, you can find me on Instagram at the Dan Draper podcast you can find me on twitter at the draper podcast and facebook on the dan draper podcast um, if you wanted to email as well you can email the dan draper podcast at gmail.com so feel free to do that and i would love to hear about any of your stories um, that you've you know with either music uh, listening to music playing your exercise side of things how you feel like not only your body's changed but your mind has changed um, I would love to hear any of those stories so either send me a message or send us an email um, and I would love to you know love to either get you on the show or I would love to you know have a conversation with you guys about that because I'm really passionate about both of these two subjects so Thank you so much again and I will see you again soon. Thanks.